Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich Omis, episode 68. Roy Sutton is an experienced C-level executive, board director, and former CEO with a broad knowledge base and understanding of business as well as telecommunication and digital media. Based in London, Roy is currently a business consultant, blogger, public speaker, and entrepreneur using his skills and experience to help people make the most of their lives. His objectives are achieved by creating digital products designed to offer people solutions to the many common problems they face. Roy Sutton, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. It's so great we are talking and it's so great I'm talking with somebody that is in the morning while I am in the morning. <laughs> Usually I talk with uh, people either from Australia or from the States or from um, Taiwan. Few. So I rarely at the same time zone or almost at the same time zone with my guests. I just shared with our listeners what you have done until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading? Okay, well, what I'm really passionate about today is um, or where my real interest is right now is digital media and using digital media for marketing purposes. My company, originally, I set my company up to sort of exploit my own sort of know-how, skills, and business contacts. Sure. And I was focused primarily on consultancy work. And to some extent, I, I, I still am. But I recognized that the problem with consultancy work ultimately is you're providing a service one-to-one. Right. So it's very difficult to scale that up. Whereas I realized that with digital products and, and marketing them through digital media, you have the opportunity to serve one-to-many. That's right. You don't have to sell only your hours. This is the smart passive income, isn't it? Absolutely. And of course, the thing about the internet and online marketing is that firstly, with websites, you have a global reach and they're always open. You don't need premises. You don't need an inventory. And your overheads are, are fairly low. Um, you have to maintain a website, obviously, or, or a number of websites. Uh, you have to host them, but mostly your overheads are, are relatively low. That's right. So I've gradually moved away from, or, or I am gradually moving away from, a pure consultancy play to creating digital products and offering solutions to, to my target customers based on my own knowledge and experience. My background in it is in the telecom industry, the international telecom industry. Yeah. But, but also I realized that whilst I know a lot about the telecom sector, uh, which I'm knowing a lot about the technology has really helped with things like developing websites and so on. 
because I, you know, I have a lot of good technical skills from my background. But also, over time, you learn an awful lot about an awful lot. You know, you develop skills when, when you're running a business. I was originally, or I was previously the CEO of a national telecom operator. Oh. And when you're running a business like that, you learn an awful lot about people. You learn an awful lot about marketing. You learn an awful lot about sales. Definitely. Uh, you learn an awful lot about business generally. And um, tailoring your products as solutions to customer problems. I realize I can sort of harness my the sort of wider knowledge I have to create digital products to to make money online. So I started by creating websites, offering or targeting specific solutions for people. So for instance, mm -hmm. one of the websites I created was self-help website. Mm -hmm. What is that website about? It was actually the first website I created. And I called it Wit and Wisdom. And part of it was to offer a humor to people, but mostly it was intended to inspire people that were self-improvers, that wanted to better themselves, but didn't or weren't quite sure how to get started. So essentially, I take questions that people will be asking. So for instance, how to improve low self-esteem or how to find the, the right job for me or, or for an individual. So I take specific questions like that and I create answers that I hope will help people. And as part of that, I will try and offer them uh, resources. Hmm. Uh, and this is where I would make money in, in, um, in terms of affiliate sales, offer resources that would help them. So for instance, If they're looking for inspirational audio programs, then I would try and point them in that direction. But obviously, as part of that, providing links to, to those resources, I would ultimately be looking to make money through affiliate sales. It's very interesting because magazines used to have all of these advices. In a way, you took this part and built a whole site around that. I want to ask you, First of all, are you still doing that? Are you still actually holding all these sites that you built? And the second thing is, who are your customers today? The answer to your first question is, yes, I am um, holding those sites and I am developing new sites all the time. Essentially, what I will do is I will look at areas where specific niches, if you like, that people will be looking to um, People use the internet for two reasons. One is to, to be entertained and the other is to solve problems. Sure. And, and my focus is very much on, on the solving problems. So I'll identify specific problems and create a niche website around a specific problem, trying to offer people uh, solutions, information that, that would help them to address that problem. And, and in doing so, I would make money around advertising or through advertising, through affiliate sales. It's, it's a beautiful thing, I must say. How many sites do you have like that? Uh, at the moment, I've, I've got four. Okay. Um, but I'm developing more all the time. Um, this is a, a relatively recent digression, if you like, from, from my original aim, which was simply to make money from consultancy. 
think it's a great thing. The, the idea of finding niches that you can help, but not, you know, going only to what you know, but looking what people need and don't have yet. It's a beautiful thing. And this is all what marketing is about, I guess. So who are your customers today? The customers I am now trying to address are essentially self-improvers. People that are trying to improve their lot in life, whether that's somebody that's trying to improve their self-esteem, build their confidence, um, whether it's somebody that's trying to define the job that's right for them. Often people get into a job, they almost drift into a job without really thinking about why they, they took it in the first place, possibly because initially all they really needed was an income. Sure. The problem with that is, unless you actually enjoy what you do, it's very difficult to do it well. And if you don't do it well, it's very difficult to progress. Whereas if you're doing something that is um, something that you're genuinely passionate about, that you genuinely enjoy, then you will do it well. And if you do it well, people will notice. And once people begin to notice, you will begin to get some momentum in terms of progressing up the career ladder. I love that so much because I was lately interviewed on the internet radio, iHeartRadio, by David Kogan, Alliance Heroes. And at the end, he asked me a question that I didn't know he was going to ask. And he asked me if I would have met people in the sixth grade just before they are going to college, what would I tell them if they would ask me what should they do professionally in order to succeed or in order to succeed like I did? And what I told them, and I really love what you said because it's similar, what I told them is try to find within themselves what are they really one of a kind of? What do they do great but also love to do? Because I think from my own experience and from looking all over that exactly like you said, when you're doing something that you are passionate about and that you are good at, it's like rocking and rolling all the time, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I, th- I think if you can find something that you're good at and you enjoy doing, I mean, some people are good at things, but they don't necessarily enjoy doing those things. Right. But if, if, if you can find that sweet spot where you are, you're very good at it and you genuinely enjoy it, then that for me is the point at which you can really begin to shine um, professionally. I do agree. Are you addressing people only from the UK or all over the world? Or? No, no. I, I mean, I'm potentially addressing a global market. The interest in, in my sites studying the, the traffic figures essentially comes from English-speaking countries. So um, the United States, Australia, South Africa, um, New Zealand, India, which strictly speaking isn't an English-speaking country, but English is, is obviously yeah. widely spoken there because it tends to be the common language that people use because there are so many different languages in a country like India. No, definitely, especially people who are looking to improve themselves, they are probably talking English. It seems to be the international language now, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I would ask you to give your advice, what would be your best advice to entrepreneurs and to any startup founder or even to those self-improvement people that just starting to build something new? What would be your best advice to them? Your point about self-improvers is very important because really we're all little companies in our own right. We're all 
trying to serve other people because money really is just the way we keep score. This work, if you like, is just providing a service to other people in exchange for money. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, in providing a service, whether you're a business or whether you're individual, for me, it starts with trying to see the world through the customer's eyes, putting yourself in the, the customer's shoes, trying to understand their pain points and trying to understand how your products will alleviate those pain points. You can't see my smile right now, but I have a very bright smile because you know all what I'm doing during the last 10 years with entrepreneurs and startup founders and what this podcast is all about is about being customer focused and it's so bright. A lot of people are saying it, but not as bright as you do. So thank you for that. I'm, uh, I'm so happy with that. <laughs> You're very kind. Thank you. Yeah, so I think the, the key thing is that your products must solve problems for customers. So you, you must have some idea of, of what those problems are. And certainly if you're trying to make a sale to me as an individual, I'm always much more impressed if you thought about my needs and you can explain to me how your product might help me in alleviating a problem Or eliminating a problem if you like uh, reducing a pain point removing a headache mm-hmm. I think all of those things are important I think in terms of approaching customers to make sales I think the key thing is to try and capture buying intent I think one of the most inefficient means of selling to me is cold calling uh, because generally speaking if somebody cold calls me I will just say look I'm busy I'm sorry I haven't got time for this Whereas if you, if you can capture buying intent, you're much more likely to, to get a warm customer sure. that will, will give you a better chance to make a sale. So, for instance, in my consultancy services, if I read an article in the press that a particular company has just won a big contract in a country that I have direct experience of, then I would write to the company and I would... Put together a proposition that essentially said I read recently that you've got this particular contract in this particular country you might find you need somebody that can provide your logistical support on the ground with an appropriate network of contracts and so on and so forth. and by tailoring a response or tailoring a pitch if you like that addresses that recognizes the potential pain points that the customer might have I've found that you're much more likely to receive a response that says, come and talk to us. Sure. We think you might have something and we'd like to understand a bit more about how you can help us. Definitely. Whereas if you just phone somebody and say, hey, I'm a consultant, can I help you? They'll just say, well, thank you, but no thank you because we're busy. The important thing is to go back to my original point, to see the world through the customer's eyes. Hmm. So I love this advice, but I also want to say that what I find very interesting in the things that you are talking about and that you are doing is, you know, we are talking a lot about inbound marketing and attracting those customers that need what we have to offer. And a lot of times we feel, okay, now we have to wait and to write a lot of content and to do a lot of things, but to wait to the customers to come. But actually you are taking an active approach in looking actively for the unmet needs, like with this company, new company that just got the contract with. And you also talked about it when you talked about your sites. 
you are going up to there trying to understand what needs aren't actually getting answer or what problems are not solved yet. And you're given these solutions. So I really love that because you are taking an active approach, but you still all the time only looking from your customer's point of view. So it's beautiful. Absolutely. The, the customer ultimately is king and everything that you do must revolve around the customer and satisfying customer needs. If you just produce something in the hope that people might take an interest in it, you might make a sale, but you probably won't. I think the important thing is it all starts with the customer. Hmm. What is it the customer needs? What is it the customer wants? Sure. Well, the customer doesn't necessarily always know right. what they want. The hidden need, yeah. There's an old saying that says you can't forecast the number of people that will walk across a bridge by counting the number that swam across a river. Hmm. You know, when you have revolutionary change, people that wouldn't have dreamed of swimming across the river will think, hang on, I can walk across the bridge. I'll, I think I will. So sometimes you can be innovative. and create something that will attract customers. Sometimes you can anticipate a, a problem that customers don't even know they've got. That's right. It still always starts with the customer. Roy, I know you've got a lot of successes and you'll tell us about it in a minute, but I would like to ask you, what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that... affected your entrepreneurial journey or your business, your career the most. Yeah. Can you tell us about this, something that you did with your customers? Yeah, I think, again, thinking about not only from a business standpoint, but also from an individual standpoint, is understanding the visibility matters. And I didn't fully appreciate this for a long time. You know, it's all very well being good at what you do, but if nobody knows you exist, hmm. then... you know, you can't be a solution to their problem. So I think it's very important to understand the importance of visibility and think about how you can raise your visibility with target customers. And going back to my more recent work I've been doing with websites, yeah. the key thing about websites is that you have to get traffic to them. You know, there are millions and millions of new websites coming up every day. So it's important to, to work out ways of getting traffic to them. One of the ways is to use search engine optimization, which can be very effective. But social media offers a really effective way of getting traffic to websites. But even with that, not every social media site or application is equal. When I first started, I primarily focused on Facebook, Twitter, And LinkedIn because they were the the social media applications that that I used regularly yeah and whilst they did generate traffic and they did they did help it was only when I started playing around with some of the what initially to me were lesser known sites I started playing around with stumble upon and reddit oh both of which were not that well known to me at the time and I, I noticed that they gave me a significant uplift in traffic and But then I started playing with Pinterest and that doubled my traffic overnight. Wow. And I wasn't even that familiar with Pinterest at the time. Somebody suggested to me that I try it and, and I did. And the power of it was, was amazing. I must say that it surprises me as well. So uh, because, you know, you, we are really looking at the main target audience and uh, or perhaps some, uh, the second or third uh, social network that they are using. But it's very interesting what you're saying. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You really do have to understand how you can get to your target customers, where they are, where they're likely to be, and which social media sites are more likely to get them to to click on the link. Well, the thing about Pinterest particularly is that on Pinterest, you create boards, essentially pin boards. So you can create lots of pin boards. On my Pinterest account, I've got pin boards for personal development tips. I've got pin boards for humor. I've got pin boards for Liverpool Football Club, uh, which is my football team. (laughs) (laughs) I've got pin boards on on money and wealth tips. I've got pin boards on uh, stock market, um, stock picks, how to pick the best companies that will give you the best um, investment and and so on. What it does is you can create a, a range of different boards that will appeal to, to different markets. Exactly like you're doing with the sites. Absolutely, yeah. So interesting, so interesting, the way, the creative way that you're using, because I'm always saying marketing has strict rules, but within these rules, you should be so creative, and it's fantastic to hear how you're all the time looking for new ways and new creative thinking. Great. You, you have to be, you have to be. You also have to keep adapting because one of the problems with digital media is that it's constantly changing. The algorithms are constantly changing. The things that people use are constantly changing. The tools they use for exploring these different um, medium or media are changing. So for instance, if you go back, say, even five years, Most people were mainly using desktops to, to surf the net and to check out things like Facebook and so on. Um, and then gradually that moved to tablet PCs. Now, something like 80 percent of my traffic comes from people using smartphones. Um, literally, yeah. about 80 percent of the traffic comes from, from people using smartphones. That's amazing. It's a lot. About 15 percent comes from tablets, and about five percent comes from desktops. Mm-hmm. So in designing your websites, whereas a few years ago you designed them with a desktop in mind, now you have to design them with a smartphone in mind. First of all, yeah, that's correct. I would like to ask you now, after we talked about some challenges, I would like to ask you to tell us the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something that you did right about approaching your customers. Well, I think um, on the website side of things, when I first started, when I first had the idea of digital products, I would write an article. About something that I thought would be would be of genuine interest to people, so I was thinking in terms of of solving problems, but I was thinking of of it from from my standpoint um what sort of things would I want to read? Some of the things I wrote were things like time management simply explained, so offering people a sort of a primer if you like on how to make the best use of your time now that certainly got a certain amount of traction in terms of um traffic to my website. But it was only when I began to realize that actually the focus has to be on specific questions people are asking because people are trying to solve problems. When people go to Google, they don't type in time management. Mm-hmm. They type in a specific question. That's right. Um, so that specific question might be how to do more in a day. 
um, how to, as I said before, improve low self-esteem, how to bake a Victoria sponge, mm-hmm. how to make a paella mm-hmm, yeah. or, or whatever. So you have to focus on, on specific uh, questions. So in terms of, of that, you then have to find those questions. And one of the applications that I found really useful for, for finding questions was Cora. I don't know if you're familiar with Cora. Sure, sure. Q-U-O-R-A, Cora, uh, Cora.com. That's a great place for finding questions. So I will find specific questions and then I will, I will do whatever research I need to do and then produce a detailed response to that question. Not on Quora necessarily, but in your site. Well, on my site. I mean, often I will answer them on Quora as well, but typically what I might do is to put a synopsis on, on Quora of my answer and then a suggestion that if people want to see a more detailed response, then they can go to my site. And was it a success? Absolutely. You know, focusing on specific questions and building niches around specific questions is really powerful and particularly for getting search engine traffic because people will go to Google or they will go to Bing or Yahoo or these other uh, search engines and they will type in specific questions. They, they will not type in something vague like confidence or uh, you know, a single word. It will be a specific question. That's right. How to do something. So you, you, have to, you have to focus on that and in doing so you have to understand what's trending at the moment, what, what are the questions going through people's minds, what are the things that will attract readership. Hmm. You know, I believe that a lot of factors are involved in one's success. However, I also believe that for each of us, For any person, there is the one success factor that really helped them succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your key success factor? Probably a willingness to learn. Hmm. I think all successful people are readers, and I'm constantly reading. I try, I try to make sure I read at least um, 30 minutes a day. Um, if I can, I'll, I'll be reading for an hour a day, and I will try and get one book. through one book a week and if you if you read a book a week then over a year you're consuming a sort of phd's worth of knowledge <laughs> right and as i said before things are changing all the time and you you have to keep i mean things are changing now at a greater rate than they've ever changed and you cannot just simply sit back and think well you know when when you're at a college or university you think when you've graduated that that's it that's it i've got my my qualification now I can just go and get a job and I don't need to worry about learning ever again. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's not like that. You can't. You, learning is a lifelong process and, and, and a willingness to learn and a willingness to, to constantly to be learning new things, particularly with technology. I mean, I'm genuinely interested in technology. It's, it's changing all the time. Um, I mean, if you think about it, 20 years ago, Google didn't exist. Sure. It's now one of the biggest <laughs> companies on the planet. 15 years ago, Facebook didn't exist. Twitter didn't exist. Yeah, our life t- totally cha- have changed, yeah. Absolutely, and these, these things are having a, a powerful influence on the way we live. And you have to catch it right at the beginning if you want to be involved. Absolutely, you have to embrace them. You have to embrace change. You have to embrace how things are changing because the important thing about change is that with change comes opportunity. Hmm. As, as individuals, we feel uncomfortable with change 
because I mean, one of the most basic human needs is the need to feel secure. Right. And the problem with change is it makes us feel insecure. Hmm. So we're uncomfortable with change. But the thing is, if we didn't have change, we'd all still be living in caves. <laughs> yeah. Change brings opportunity. So we have to embrace change. And in order to embrace change, we have to make sure that our knowledge is current. And that's why I think a willingness to learn is important. And I think that's, that's one thing that's always stood me in good stead. Mm, beautiful. And now, my last question, before I ask you how to connect with you, what is the best way to contact you? My last question is my mountain question. And as I always say, for years, I've been imagining this process of taking step by step in the mind of the customers, understanding what they need, and then taking ownership of a new category or building a brand there, like climbing mountain after mountain. And I love to ask my guests whether they ever climbed a mountain, and I'm talking about a physical mountain, or they wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any kind of relationships with mountains? <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't describe myself as a mountain climber, but in, in the 90s, I was on a degree program at uh, the University of London. Yeah. And one of my uh, fellow students was the adventurer Bear Grylls, who I'm sure will be well known to, to many of your listeners. Definitely. Um, and while we, while we were on that program, he climbed Everest. And at the time, he was the youngest person ever to reach the summit. Wow. And I was speaking with him afterwards, and he said to me something which I thought was very interesting. He said the reason he was fascinated by Everest was because nobody could put you there. No train, no plane, no automobile could put you there. The only way to get there was through your own efforts, through your own uh, determination to reach the summit. Uh, you had to take it one step at a time and you really had to want to get there. And I thought that that was a wonderful uh, metaphor for, um, for success because I think hmm. success is, um, there's no elevator to success. There are no shortcuts. <laughs> you have to take the stairs. You have to be determined. You can only get there through your uh, own efforts and you get there one step at a time. So for me, I was impressed with Bear Grylls Uh, yeah. determined to get, get to the top of Everest. And I, I think if I were to climb a mountain, that would be the mountain I would want to climb because it is the ultimate challenge and you have to get there through your own efforts. There is nobody that can do it for you. You can only get there by doing it yourself. And um, I am all for, you know, testing myself and, mm -hmm. and trying to, to stretch myself as far as I can and reaching my full potential. Wow. This is a beautiful story, and I really love that. And now I just want to ask you, what is the best way to connect with you and to be in touch with you for any one of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Well, listeners can certainly connect with me on LinkedIn. That's uh, probably the place where most business people would be looking. And I am on LinkedIn as, as Roy Sutton. Mm-hmm. Alternative, they'd like to write to me, they can write to me quite simply by email at okay. mail at roysutton.uk. Just dot, dot UK, mail at roysutton.uk. They're, they're perfectly welcome. That's great. And we'll put all those links in the show notes of your interview. 
Roy, I enjoyed this conversation so much, and I must say, 32 years in marketing, and I learned so much from you today, so thank you for that. And thank you for giving me the opportunity. It's been a genuine pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. I love that. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.